Hello and welcome to Talking Tent, a show about movies, TV, and all the content we can possibly consume. I'm Zach. And I'm Irma. Today, we are talking four October-ish television shows that are coincidentally all based on books in The Changeling, The Other Black Girl, Goosebumps, and Mike Flanagan's latest Netflix Halloween time show, The Fall of the House of Usher. And on the movie side, we finally got around to seeing Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Not October-themed at all. But first, we start how we always do with some marital bliss. What did we do this past week, darling? Uh, We went upstate which was absolutely lovely. So beautiful this time of year with some friends. Uh, We did a murder mystery dinner, which was... Yeah, how was that? As you would imagine, disappointing because it was unbelievably cheesy, but it was a fun experience that I'll never do again. (laughs) I tried my best. Yeah, no, I know. I know you. Yeah. We talked about it, I believe, on a previous Marital Bliss, how there was... uh, the same murder mystery company does the whole weekend at a hotel out east. But, yeah, thank God. We yeah. That. Um, but that one is a different theme, so I don't know. But yeah, the production value is just very disappointing. Yeah. I was hoping that they would put a little bit more into it. It was like one table and bad costumes. And then the script the script was really bad. Yeah. But hey, we had fun. And the rest of the weekend was lovely. An absolutely picturesque, perfect fall weather. Although on Saturday it was rainy. Yeah, but it still even added to the ambiance. Like it was still beautiful. Like the cloud cover was just, yeah, it was just nice. I had fun. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, we were in Ackard. We went Mm -hmm. to some. Accord. We went to restaurants up there in the two hotels that have popped up that are similar. They have fancy restaurants. They yeah, got very fancy designery, cabins. which I've been wanting to check out for a while. Then we drove, we drove through all the windy roads. It was lovely. Yeah, very spooky. Oh, yeah. We were convinced that the Airbnb had ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of stink bugs. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. And they were named Zach. Oh, it was funny because when we were driving there, we got there late because um, we left after work and it was like spooky because there are no lights anywhere on the roads. They're very windy. It was a little misty. You know, it was just a classic and it's spooky October time. And then you wake up the next day and we went and got lunch and it's like freaking beautiful. <laughs> like the trees are amazing. All the houses that look scary at night are just these really nice farm style homes yeah they really felt like we were in like a fairy tale at points i was like this is not real like i kept saying like this is a simulation (laughs) this isn't real maybe we never even left this apartment yeah oh my god yeah no it was very nice it was lovely lovely uh and what else uh industry talk um i didn't find really anything of note the only thing of note is that the actor strike is not ending as fast as we thought it would after the writer's strike. So we are very quickly going to run out of content at this point. I think November is set, and then it's going to really, really start to fall off. Yeah, I wonder if any more movies are going to be pushed back even more because there's not 
Like they need the actors to really promote them, you yeah, know, promote their work. And so and the big the big guys, the big guns, like poor things is supposed to come out next week, next week, next month. Right. And without Emma Stone, are they going to do it? Yeah, I think that'll come out. I mean, Yurgo Slanthimos is, uh, I mean, maybe he's not that well known. I don't yeah. know. Like to me, it's a movie I'm looking forward to just because like I've heard yeah, like really good thing of out good of the press. festivals. But yeah, I don't know if like the plebes would know. True. And her sh- <laughs> and her kidding. show with the Safties and the and That's Nathan true, Fielder yeah. is coming out next month. He also Good big month for Emma. I'm excited for that. But we'll get to that next week in the November excitometer. Uh, and what else? Uh, Taylor Swift, the movie came out. Yes. And it definitely broke the record of highest first weekend of a concert movie, which we expected. I think Bieber's was like 40 million and she hit 92 domestic. Whoa, that's which pretty damn good. It's really good. But I think also it's somehow wildly impressive and slightly less than I thought it was going to be. Like, I feel like a lot of people were saying over a hundred easy, if not mm. one twenty five, Uh, and it didn't do that. That's only domestic. And then actually, uh, international, it's been a bit of a disappointment, Whoa. but it's well, also honestly, like, honestly, I think she's hitting, her, uh, like it's the, the promotion. It's just been too much. Yeah, I think. People might be annoyed, but st- well, it's also, so it's, we've talked about that. It didn't go through any sort of, normal studio so it's not like paramount is now slightly disappointed in the return the taylor swift uh company well however she wants to identify uh, identify that and like whoever paid for all of this i think she's getting like 50 percent. so she made like 50 million dollars this weekend from doing nothing which is just wonderful for her so i think she definitely sees it as a success it was wildly successful. I was just a little surprised when I looked at the box office and it wasn't over a hundred. Hmm. Um, but yeah. And it was also really weird when I was looking at the AMC website to see if we should go or could go on Wednesday. It was not playing on Wednesday, but it is back Thursday. I don't know what was going on there. So the hmm. first weekend it was out and then it wasn't playing on Wednesday and now it's back playing. Yeah, I don't know. That's but weird. we didn't see it, and now I'm going. We have a. I got a busy week, so I don't know when we're going to see it, but um, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, and this episode's coming out pretty late because you're going to be away next week, so there will be no episode next week. Yeah, and that's it. Let's get to the meat, baby. Where's the beef? Here it is. We finished the changeling on Apple. The other black girl on Hulu. I blew through the fall of the house of Usher on Netflix. That one was by myself. Irma did not join me on that ride. And we have started watching Goosebumps, which is also on Hulu, but we're watching it on Disney. It's on both. I don't understand it. Uh, The reason why I'm listing them off all together is because they're all pretty similar and on wildly different ranges of success all based on books and they all handle adapting that book slightly differently. And I think we, with, while we're talking about one, inevitably we'll bring up some of the other ones on, and on how they did something maybe better or worse, but we will start with the changeling because we had already talked about the first three episodes when we first watched them, when it first came out and I was very high on it. I was very excited by what was going on, the mystery of it all, the horror of it all, the true tragedy 
that they showed. And I also expressed my trepidation with, with what often happens with horror television shows is you can't just leave it with those three. You kind of have to give us answers to justify a television show or you just make like kind of unrelated hour long spooky things, which is fine. Um, and they tried to answer things while also opening up so many more questions. Irma, what did you think of the entire season, season one, which we'll get to so, of the changeling? I think the way you're looking at this is wrong. Like, yes, the first three episodes were horrific. But I think this is more of a fantasy show, a high fantasy show, more of like based on fairy tales, which I think is really interesting. And I liked what they were trying to do. Um, I think I didn't realize that when we first started watching the show. And then as the show progressed, it really kind of focused on the fairy tale aspect of it a bit more. So I think that's where I liked the show a bit more. And you kind of went off of it because you really wanted it to lean more towards horror and it stopped doing that, even though I think it kind of did at points. Um, the, the guy from what, what's the band? Future Islands is the name of the band. He was excellent. What's I his thought. name? Samuel T. Herring. Yeah. So he was playing like a demon like character. And yeah, I, I thought what they were trying to do was really interesting. It definitely didn't totally work. I mean, they tried to make it like, a realistic like fairy tale set in our world um and like using like parts of new york as like these i don't know these worlds in this in this fairy tale yeah i don't know like i liked i i'm i'm mixed on it i don't know what else to really say like i like what they were trying to do i don't think it totally worked like the whole thing with the witches and the three wishes it kind of forgot about that in a way and kind of went back to this like I don't know there was just like some things I just have questions on and maybe that's a second season thing for you yes so I'm interested in the book because when it transitioned out of the three episodes in the beginning and tried to give us answers it really opened up a lot of questions of what was going on who are these people? Who is this guy? Why did he take the children? Where are they? What's this monster? Where's this <laughs> island? You know, just so many things that, I mean, we're fully spoiling it. They don't answer any of those by the end of the season. And they obviously leave it for season two. And in the world that we live in now of miniseries and adaptations like the Mike Flanagan ones that we will talk about shortly. I was not expecting this to be so open to a second season, but I also think even if you're extending a story into a second season, you can't, I feel like really unsatisfied. So even in like a wide ranging thing like Game of Thrones, and I know that's like a massively high bar, but something I was trying to think of like what movies, what shows recently have been genre based, but not finite. No, I was thinking a lot comparing it to Game of Thrones. I think that's an apt comparison, to be completely honest. And I think if you ended Game of Thrones season one, you felt 
completely satisfied and you weren't yeah. like, well, what's up with all of this? Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like just a middle thing. It felt like, okay, like that was a complete telling of a story. And of course we could keep going, which of course they did. Well, that was also the end of one book. Like, I don't know, like, if this is just like a section of one book, you know what I mean? Like Game of Thrones was one full book. Yeah. Well, I feel like parts of it, though, they they moved around. Sure, sure. But like, I wonder if this is one book and like maybe there's several books of this. I don't know. I don't think there is. Uh, I assume that's just they didn't finish the book and they'll finish the book yeah. next season, which, I, which I'm which not I sure is a very good idea. Yeah, like, I, I just I also don't agree. think they did a good job adapting a book. And yeah, if like I compare it to something like Lost, where it's like they open up all of these questions, but I don't I don't remember myself feeling like let down by the end of season one. I remember myself excited to learn more, but satisfied with like a season of television. And this felt like a kind of like um, Ahsoka almost, where it's just like this was like eight episodes in the middle of something yeah. that f- didn't, it didn't feel like it was complete. I don't know. So I, I feel it was definitely good. And I think the performances were good. The opening was good. I don't mind that it started going much more fairy tale because that's actually what was promised. And like the narration of it all and like, the fairy tale, like he introduced it as a fairy tale. I just think the adaptation was off. And even in the one episode with Apollo's mother, where like, I know what they were trying to do. And we've seen that work in other shows mm-hmm. of doing kind of an offshoot bottle episode about this one character that relates to the rest of the story. But a, it was way too long. And like, I, I'm not even positive how it relates to the story. I get that it's his mom, but like she made a deal with herself from the future. And I don't really understand how that had to do with the baby disappearing. And like, well, to- I think like she was like, so I think his father was trying to kill him. I think he was part yeah, of the, like the demon gang, the, 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 sure. okay. So he was trying to kill his child essentially. And so she killed him and was like, save my my baby please don't take him away from me so she made a deal like okay we'll save apollo but then we're gonna have to take another child and so they took apollo's son Uh, who they are i don't know yeah i think that's fair and it would like interesting if so while all of these mothers never found their kid including um his wife who is currently looking for brian Mm mm-hmm if it turns out that like Apollo was one of those kids, except his mother did save him. Unlike any other of the mothers. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, That is really interesting, but I feel like I'm just so like, when are we going to get that conclusion? It's going to be so long from now. But the thing is like with that, like fine, like I like that whole idea, like bringing his dad back into it. But then I don't understand what the whole point of the three wishes were in the beginnings. I thought the whole reason why her child was like a demon or was taken was because her three wishes didn't get like the the red string was cut off her wrist. So I'm just confused by that whole thing. I don't know. Like, I do think we'll watch the second season. 
Probably. I mean, is it being renewed? I, I have guess. No idea. Yeah. I, I mean, assume Apple, it is because it's yeah, Apple. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, what I, do I, they care? I assume if they wrote it as eight episodes that definitely didn't end anything. Yeah. They already knew. Like maybe they pitched it as like a two season thing. And so like Apple was just like ready to do that. Um, I mean, I like that it takes place in New York. I don't know, like the whole, like the Yeah, there's sewer definitely people. not that many things that take place in New York. We really need to see New York in another perspective. I know. Well, whatever. I actually kind of didn't like that. It was like, we took a boat to this island that does exist, but it's not that island. No, it doesn't exist. It's like a fake island. Well, but You can't there, see it. No, I think like there is an island there. It's just, that's not the island that they pulled up to. Oh, I don't know. It's like they're, you know, those witches aren't on that, the island that's there. You had to. Be a god. That part was cool, too. And she was like, only a god himself could find us. And, like, they keep doing, like, Apollo the god. Like, yeah. Oh, there's, like, a lot of intrigue, which makes me think the book is better. Much yeah, better. 100%. And yeah, like that it goes kinda, into the lore a bit more. They kind of just flubbed a little bit of how to cut a book into what I guess is going to be now, like, 16 episodes of television, which yeah. is a lot. I mean, I always love when an author is involved in these like TV or movie adaptations. Like that makes me feel like it's staying faithful to the book, but that could be a detriment that like maybe it's too faithful to the book. I don't know. Yeah, I was saying. So again, I know we're going a little long on this, but we haven't really talked to it. We were saving it for the pod. We haven't really talked to each other about this. The episode of the mother that I keep referring back to. Um, when I was kind of like, man, that just didn't work and kind of really took me out of the main story. I can see that in a book. Like you can go on a 50, 60, 100 page tangent in a book. And it like because you're kind of just taking it out of your own pace, just a book to a, to a show. It's just different. And I mean, you could tell that that was something like the author was like, oh, this is very important. You yeah. Know and, I mean? well, but they so. also they could have told that story much faster. Yeah. And even intercutting it with the major story. Like it was just so it was just I not, think it that episode have was been just not more good. that that episode in general should have been scarier. I definitely. Think. And it was and I, I think yeah. it could have been. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something off about that episode. And then, yeah. then it was hard to come back from. I felt um, but other people might like it. It's de there's definitely like pieces there that were really good. I just think parts of it didn't completely work and left me a little disappointed. Mm -hmm. especially for how much I really liked the, be the beginning because <laughs> it was, it was really horrible. <laughs> horrible as, as you, and very good. Yes. Like horrible as in real life, horrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then we'll just, we're going to go from the changeling, which we found intriguing, but felt a little disappointed by how it all unraveled and ended to the other black girl which I am uh, surprised we finished. And it was only because... I didn't want to finish it, to I be know honest. you didn't. I thought I was going to end up finishing it by myself just to uh, see what was going on. And uh, we did not. We, I did not need to see because it was so... <laughs> it was just like... It didn't make any freaking well, sense. Yeah, it kind of didn't make sense, but it was also exactly what you thought. I guess. Like, it's just like, yeah, she was... I don't know. She was... Part of, I guess it wasn't completely what we thought, but it was like something was up with Hazel, of course. Turns out she's kind of a part of, let's call it a coven, even though it's not. Like it wasn't witches. And it was all cooked up by the author that we know we knew some shady was up with her because the, you know, the editor had disappeared. And it was just like, <sighs> the concept was bad, but even the execution was bad. Like 
the things that were supposed to be funny weren't funny. It, it was needed so to cheesy. be way funnier. It really did. It was really cheesy. Um, like I thought the the saving grace was her friend. Yeah, like the oh friend that would take no shit. Thank I know God. that's like a classic character in these things, but like she did a good job, and it, her she was the only part of it that I wasn't that didn't feel like really stupid. I agree. Yeah, I don't really have too much to add. I did not like this show. And spoiler alert, like the show ended in a way that it seems like they want a second season. Who knows if it's going to get a second season? I will not be watching that second season. The show was not for me. I mean, I appreciate that they took a big swing and I maybe there's people out there that really like the show. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like really confusing what the hair stuff was and what they were trying to do with it. And we won't go much longer, but this kind of that kind of reminded me of what's it like? They clone Tyrone, yeah. like that kind of idea of like it was like Get Out, also. Sure, but it, like they clone Tyrone, like they were like putting things in food products to like control people and stuff. Yeah, so it kind of reminded me of that, and I think Cl- they cloned Tyrone did it way better than this show did, but. Yeah, but it just like wasn't as clear what yeah. it was doing because like Hazel was fully in and it seemed but like then she, she was, was more self-aware than the other girls. Right. She was like voluntarily in on yeah. whatever was going on, but she was still using the, the grease. Yeah. And like, so was the grease, like the grease wasn't controlling them. Was it, it just was? making, right. Like it was really confusing what it was doing Yeah, and why it was doing it and like and how, how, yeah. Um, uh, one thing I did want to point out because I know, and I've seen a few things, uh, not that this is really my place to comment on, but like black hair as a trope in mm-hmm. horror movies has, has actually become kind of a thing recently. Um, and if anybody like the, there's a movie called bad hair, it was mm-hmm. on Hulu. It's absolutely absurd, like way more over the top than this, but it goes into all of the same things, but it does it so much better. Yeah. Or just like, you know, the commenting on, on black hair and the, the maintenance of it and all of that and, and you know, the societal effects of all that. I feel like maybe in the book they get deeper. Like this yeah, book gets that's deeper what I on that. probably assumed. And they really didn't. Like, they bear, it's like the, there's hair grease. So there's, there's obvious, they're obviously pointing at it. Maybe this was it. like way toned down thinking that like. Yeah, maybe. White people wouldn't get it. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, watch Bad Hair on Hulu if you're interested in, in that. Um trope as like a horror movie it's it's absurd the the literal hair starts killing people so it's fun but it it plays with those same concepts just does it way better and it's way funnier uh but yeah i i don't think i'm watching season two when it ended with like let's go after these bitches it's like nope yeah yeah another one it's like i don't know adapting a book and expanding it in this was 10 episodes and expanding it into a second season is like just finish the story i don't know next We'll go me- middle, medium one. We went changeling. Good. Uh, other black girl. I'm going to say not good. I'm not going to say bad. I'm just going to say not good. And Goosebumps so far, we've watched three. And I believe five are out. Uh, a sixth, they come out on Fridays. This one, I think, is pretty good. That's my scale of it's. I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, It's good. It's a teen show. Yeah. It's nothing like advanced. It's not trying to say anything. 
It's just a fun kind of kooky time and it's incorporating all of the different Goosebumps stories into this one main narrative. Yeah. And some of them are fun. Some of them aren't. Actually, the last one we just watched kind of reminded me of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer vibes of like even Mm -hmm. the acting and like just how the vampires would pop out when the James was was everywhere. I feel like they did that in Buffy because there was always different monsters every episode yeah like yeah, one yeah. of the monsters was like i mean this i'm sure that's thing. like an inspiration yeah. i mean this goosebumps in general is more of like a nostalgia thing for us like they're not still putting out those books are they i have no idea they might be okay well i assume that this is like i don't think it's rl stein still though but i maybe somebody took up the mantle i don't know yeah like i assume that this is kind of more for us in a way just because like this came out when we were younger like did you ever read any goosebumps uh a few of them i can't remember them really but i know i'm like familiar with some stories of when i see it yeah okay yeah that thing i think i read like two and i was like yeah no thank you too spooky (laughs) yeah they also like revolutionized the ones that were choose your own adventure those are crazy there were goosebumps books that were like go to page two if you want to do this um, but That's yeah, cool. I'm actually, I'm somehow, it's better than I thought it was going to be. And then also worse than I thought it was going to be in certain ways. But I think yeah. overall, it's a little bit better than I thought I mean, it was going to be. I think the fact that this has Justin Long It was barely it. doing anything. I thought it was going to be way more in it. I think he's doing an amazing job. No, no, he's, he's doing a He's playing fi- like a, a teenager. A teen, yeah, I know. <laughs> which he's is do- hilarious. He's doing a fine job. I just thought he was the main character and the, the kids are the... The kids are the main character. Yeah, yeah. There's like Which four I think is kids. fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a teen show. It's, well, I think if like teens are watching this, they're they don't give a shit about Justin Long. You know what I mean? Like they don't really know who he is. And yep. I think he is for us. He's for us. You know, like we're in the demographic that yeah, that they're putting older actors in to get like us to watch. You know. Yeah, For true. parents who are watching with their kids. True. When I was pitching it for to you, I said, "Oh, and Justin Long is it?" You went, "Oh, okay." Yeah. He's good. He's an underrated guy. I feel like he's he's actually I don't think he's I don't think he's underrated anymore. I feel like every once everybody says you're underrated, you're no longer underrated. Yeah. He's just good in what he does. He's yeah, doing, he's great. And he's doing like weird stuff now. Yeah, Not and that I'm this enjoying is so weird, it. but yeah, I like mean, Elijah Wood. Like he's the, always good. The horror movie that he was in? Barbarian. Barbarian. Yeah. yeah. That was like that was a big one for him, I think. That was like because the movie around him was really good. He played his part so well. And he also played very different to his normal character because he was an absolute asshole in Barbarian, where he's normally kind of like a, a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, do we recommend Goosebumps? I mean, it's an easy, silly watch. Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. I would watch. I mean, if you're in the mood for that, I wouldn't say it's like going to blow your mind by any means. No. It's not scary, even though there's definitely some little like, I mean, maybe it's not scary. No, no, no. Certain things were, were creepy, I would say. A little yeah. bit. In definitely. the beginning. But yeah, I, I don't know. If you want like a Buffy vibes. Yeah. I actually think Buffy is like a decent, Buffy was better. But yeah, Buffy is like iconic. Iconic, I know. But it was also of the time. So I don't know if you like, they feel, now that I'm thinking about it, they feel very similar. But it, Buffy was a little bit more serious. This is a little bit goofier. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's fun. Whatever. I mean, they're taking themselves pretty seriously in the show. No? Yeah. 
Like, I don't think it's like a, a riot. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of overweight. <laughs> I think I'm overrating, overweighting the one that we just watched where the where the guy <laughs> exploded into goop. And it's just like, it, it was so satisfying every time. Yeah, it, that, actually, that's That true. one was, was goofier. Yeah, that was the best one The so other far. ones have been actually, yeah, because the one with the football was not goofy at all. It was actually kind of like scary. Yeah. To, that was Say Cheese and Die. Uh, and this one, I forget what it was, but it was. I think it was cuckoo. Oh yeah, something. cuckoo clock. Yeah, some. Uh, but yeah, and if you're a big Goosebumps fan, definitely because you'll you'll be you'll recognize the stories. Be like, oh, this one is that one, and you'll be excited. Should we read the books? Nah. <laughs> and in a very similar vein, but done so 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 much better. I'm gonna start. Talking about the fall of the House of Usher without doing any spoilers, kind of talking just in general, the vibes. Uh, so I'm fully recommending it. And you can listen for the next like five, 10 minutes. And then I will say when I'm going to start spoiling it. Mike Flanagan does it again with the fall of the House of Usher. I was thinking that I don't, I can't think of anything as impressive as what he's done the past five years especially coming off of watching all of the Saw movies and how they put those out seven years in a row. Those are 90-minute movies all set in the same exact place. Like, the, the acting wasn't as important. The set was not, not a big deal. Like, you can crank those out in probably 10 days and be fine. And by the fifth one, even though I rated five pretty high, they, were, they got bad. Like, they, six and seven were awful. And this is, like, such a bigger undertaking. He's making a, entire shows with huge casts, huge set lists, massive, just massive shot lists every single year. And they're all so good. And this one was right there. Um, I haven't really thought of ranking them. I'm still putting the haunting of Hill house at the top. Um, just because it was like the first one and it was, it was near perfect. And, but this, like they, it was so good. He knows how to land the plane so well. Uh, fully recommend it. It's. Did you say the name? Fall of yeah, the House, Fall of-, of the House of Usher. Okay, I said it. On I think Netflix. I said it a few times. Okay, on Netflix. Right. Um, is it scary? Yes. Parts yeah, like, could are scary. I have watched this? I think you definitely could have watched it. Uh, what was funny is I started watching it, and in the first episode there is. The first episode probably has the scariest sequence in the whole show. And that is exactly (laughs) when Erba walked out of the bedroom to go to the bathroom. And like you could from where I'm sitting to go to the bathroom, you could see the our the living room. Well, I always look at what you're watching. And it was easily the scariest part. And I was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) So that part was scary. And then like throughout, there are kind of there are a few jumpy things there are a few kind of gristly things, uh, but like it didn't have like that menacing terror that other like the tension, that kind of like tension. You're sitting with it for five minutes, just waiting for something bad to happen. That didn't happen as much. I think you could have watched it. I think you would have really liked it. Although I ain't mad that you didn't because I blew through it in three days. Yeah, I mean, maybe when you're gone, maybe I'll... You're going to watch it when I'm not home? I would not recommend that. Okay, fine. No, okay, I would okay, not okay. recommend that. Well, I still... So I, um, before you watch this, I was like, oh, maybe cause this is based off of an Edgar Allan Poe short story. Yeah. And so 
I actually brought the book with me upstate when we went over the weekend and I attempted to read. But boy, are those pages dense. (laughs) And I got through, I think, a page and a half. And this was like I had finished working early. People were still working, um, the friends we were with. And I think people were on calls and doing other things. And I just couldn't concentrate. And I'm like, yep, that's not happening. (laughs) But maybe I'll read that while you're gone. Yeah, on that note, which I wanted to talk about, it's actually so the fall of the House of Usher is a Poe short story. And that is what I thought the show was about. And I think the main structure of the show is it's a wildly successful family that falls apart. Um, But then each episode is actually based on a different Poe short story. So he really took a large swath of the Edgar Allan Poe oeuvre and worked it into the show. And I think it's easily the best Poe adaptation, at least I've ever seen. I know like the pale blue eye with Christian Bale from two years ago. I liked that. Yeah, but that was lame. Was it? <laughs> it was okay, but it wasn't great. Well, that was a murder mystery. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, there was a John Cusack and movie. And that wasn't an adaptation of Poe. That was about Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, true. It, but either just like involving Poe and his work into a story. It was like, fine. Uh, Ugh, there was I also the, I liked that. The John Cusack, I think it like literally just an Edgar Allan Poe movie. That was also fine. This one like worked it in that if you were a big Poe fan, you would recognize all of the different call outs. They used a lot of the poetry. They used a lot of the names, um, but even if you're kind of on the mid in the middle where you just like recognize certain things like the telltale heart, I, I feel like everybody kind of knows the idea of that story. And then when they work it into one of these episodes, you're like, oh, yeah, it's cool. A telltale heart. And they work it into all of the different characters. It was really cool. And again, right before I'm leading into starting to to spoil things. Um, the beginning starts really strong. I think some of the middle episodes maybe start to lag a little bit. It's I've been calling it a macabre succession where it's like these really rich, really horrible people are, you know, whatever interacting. So like, again, we were, we would always watch succession and be like, who are we actually rooting for? Because there really are no heroes. And like traditionally in a story, you want to be rooting for someone. You really weren't rooting for anybody in this story either. And some of the characters were so close to characters in succession that some scenes were kind of difficult to watch. There was one scene with a daughter that was like an off-brand Shiv was fighting with her off-brand Tom husband. And it was like, no, you should have cut this out because it's, it's like so similar to one of the best scenes in television from last year. That I was like, I can't, I can't, I'm sorry. No offense to those actors, but they're so just, interesting. they're just not, I mean, she's a redhead. She has a weird voice yeah. and she was fighting with her like simp husband. It was like, like about the same thing, kind of, weird. kind of. Um, so like that took me out of it for a little bit. Her character was okay, but it was so similar to Shiv. It was kind of driving me nuts because she just was nowhere near as good. No offense. Sorry. You're just, Sarah Snook was one of the, just amazing. Um, but yeah, even if it lagged a little bit, that's when I was like, do I give this a very good or a good by like episode six? I was like, okay, maybe it's just a very good. 
And then the last episode is so good. I cried. You I, cried? Yeah, there's like, there's a part that is devastating. Be prepared. <laughs> um, oh, so I should watch it. It's really good. He just, I, I, I think I think this every time I watch these shows is his finales. And obviously there's a, there's a team of writers. It's not just him. So props to all of them. The finales are like, they just know, they knew where they were going the whole time. There is a mystery in the entire show where you kind of understand what happened, but there's slight twists and turns to the actual reveal that make you realize certain things. And it was just so satisfying. I finally got that like pit where you get with some horror, like the pit in your stomach where it's just like goosebumps happen. And like, it was just so sad. The finale was so satisfying and he worked so much of the post stuff in. It was just so cool. It was so cool. I like, it was one of those shows where you finish, you finished it. And I found myself like upset because it was just so creative and so perfectly honed. It's like, I want to be able to do something like that. I want to be able to tell a story like that. And he's done it five years in a row. I mean, that's Edgar Allan Poe. That's <laughs> well, right. Yeah. So the excuse, the excuse is that all five of these shows that he's done are all based on books or like work other, like multiple works of, of um, like Edgar Allan Poe. It's not just one book, but like books in general. Um, but we just talked about how the changeling, like, I don't think they did a very good job adapting that. Yeah. So he's there. It was so good. That's true. Yeah. So he's been doing this for what you said the past five years. Yeah. So the, I know he's had like a deal with Netflix and I believe that has ended and now he's going to Amazon. So I wonder what he's going to do now over at Amazon. If maybe he's going to do like another similar show, maybe he'll do movies. But yeah, I mean, you were saying that you want him to do a movie. Yeah, it, it's interesting that he's become um, kind of this commodity. I'm surprised Netflix let him go. Um, it's interesting. It's kind of like, it makes me think Netflix is just a churn machine. It's like they, they, they gave him the platform and they kind of don't care about his audience. Like he's done his job and people aren't going to unsubscribe, move on to the next thing. Like yeah. they just don't care about the quality. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe, maybe he was just asking for too much money and they said no. And Jeff Bezos said yes. Um, well, yeah. Amazon said that's a different fine, beast. Yeah. So that's probably true. Yeah. Maybe it was just a big play by Amazon or don't put in, it's probably not that big. I know it's number one, I think currently on Netflix, but it's not, I don't think his stuff is like take over the world. Netflix, certain Netflix things take over the world. Uh, and I don't think. He, I mean, I would, I don't know. To me, this is like Black Mirror, like adjacent. And I know I said that before and you're like, ah, no, it's not. But just like in general, like that idea of like a anthology type of yeah. show. No, this that one, comes Black, out, I forget like, why, what I said. Well, no, because Black yeah. Mirror doesn't come out yearly anymore. Right, right. That was it. But no, yeah, this feels closer to a Black Mirror. Yeah. Like hit Charlie Brooker and mm -hmm. Mike Flanagan feel more similar, similar enough. Um, but yeah, I am interested to see what he does with Amazon if he does do movies, because I think he did the he did one of the Ouija movies, which is really good. Mm -hmm. He did a movie that went to Netflix called Gerald's Game, which they actually show in the in the fall of the House of Usher. They have someone looking at Netflix 
pulling up his movie, which I thought that was really, really funny. funny. Um, and actually, and what I, re- I, another thing I really like is he, he uses like basically the same troop of actors, which is oh. really cool. Like he's got his people. And that's like the, the horror show. Uh, yeah, exactly. American like, horror story. Yeah, American horror story. Um, very similar. Um, yeah, the the guy, the QB from um, Friday Night Lights is in it. Oh, and actually, one person I really wanted to shout out because she is so freaking good, and she's in like all of them. I think. Is this going to be on your top ten of the year? You think top ten TV shows? Uh, I could see it definitely be top. 10 right now i'd say yeah definitely hmm. so we'll see there's not that much more left of time uh carla i'm gonna butcher it <laughs> gugino carla gugino good Gugino. oh no <laughs> i usually look up names before this just so i know how to say them you'd recognize her she was so good in this movie show this show what else is she? I'll do in? a little more. I'll do spoilers now because I'm just going to say what she was. So, spoiler alert: she basically played the devil <gasps> in like a um, that's cool or like a grim reaper. They never actually say exactly what she is, but it's basically that. It's like a, a hell spawn, something up from hell, which she references a few times coming up to the mainland. She says a few times, and um, I part of me thinks like that's kind of the easy part to play. Is like this menacing, really confident, really sexy kind of character. But she just does it so well. She's really been the standout in all of the shows. Because uh, I think she's been in all five of them in, in different differing ways. Uh, but she was so good. And she definitely deserves. I mean, I would somebody nominate her for the Emmys, even if they rarely take genre like this as seriously. Uh, but her, Mary McDonald also, she was really good. Uh, my only nitpick, the main guy, who the the the, pa- the patriarch of the family, Bruce Greenwood, is the actor. I think he did a good job. I think the one thing that's like this was a show, eight episodes. They're all an hour at least, and certain things that were happening to the family, like he was way too put together for way too long. That like. Anybody would just be absolutely falling apart, even maybe not, but like even the worst person you could imagine would be falling apart as his children all died in two weeks. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Like, and he's basically like basically fine until the very end where where the cracks start to show. Uh, And then what was the last? The last thing I wanted to say Actually, I can kind of put this in the beginning. Maybe cut this into the beginning. I'm rambling. Sorry, honey. Um, Mike Flanagan and whoever developed this is mad, is mad at the world. They took not so veiled shots at a lot of very powerful people. They took shots at people wasting money making television shows instead of curing diseases. They took I shots. Mean- him, he's going to Amazon. Exactly. Who is he to I know, say? I know. Like he he took shots at at um like every powerful piece of shit you can think of. Uh they specifically showed a bunch of them. The Koch brothers, they specifically called out. Zuckerberg, they specifically called out. Um, and it was through like this devil character where she was like, some of my former clients, uh, she said like she's specifically calling them out. At one point, she says, uh I I told 
one of my former clients, he could walk out on Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and nothing would, nothing bad would happen to him. It's like, that's like a blatant Trump is working with the devil claim. And um, the basic premise of the show is that these people ha- are a pharmaceutical company. They own a pharmaceutical company and millions of people have died because of their drug. Uh, literally to the point where they show bodies raining from the sky to illustrate how many millions of people have died. And like, that's like a very blatant shot at the pharmaceutical. So then they sent it in epi- present epi- times. Epi- epidemic. Yeah, it's now. Okay. Cause the yeah. book takes place. Obviously, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. It's a modern telling of all of all of the post stories. It's modern. It's 2023 specifically. Uh, Cause yeah, they reference like real people. Uh, so they, they were mad and they were not hiding, hiding it at all, which I thought was, Cool. I think they maybe could have been a little more subtle about some of them, but also they probably don't give a shit. They're like, fuck these guys, you know, draw the, the opium and opioid epidemic is destroying the world. And we're just straight up calling it out and, and making everybody involved die. Yeah, good. So that's fun. That was fun. It definitely dates the show, though. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but, you know. Uh, maybe. I think uh, powerful people ruining the world has always and will always be yeah, an issue. No, I know. Having it like very specifically be about the opioid epidemic, sure. But I don't know. That's not that's also not going away anytime soon. So but anyway, highly recommend it just does it again. The the finale was so good, even if for like a second, I was like, maybe this is an, an A instead of an A plus. And now it's just a great. I gave it a great, an A plus. Everyone was so good. So satisfying. Any lasting thoughts? I know you're going to always like jump back in. I don't remember. No, I think I so said you, it all. You even said if it I all? was all over the place okay. with it. <laughs> and finally, on a completely separate note, having nothing to do with any of these, except that it's also based on a book. Everything is based on a book. We finally got around to the much celebrated Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. A movie adaptation of a very famous Judy Bloom book that I have not read. Have you read it? I assume not. I have not. No, yeah. I don't think I've ever read a Judy Bloom book. I was never really introduced to them. Have you? I mean, she wrote books for boys as well. You so you didn't read any? No. Uh, so the expectations were very high. I feel like this was a very celebrated movie. Like everybody that saw it said it was really good. I agree. Yeah, I thought this was great. It was very good. I feel like it's difficult to make this type of movie. No, I guess you can make it pretty bad if it's very cheesy. But it also kind of reminded me of the Bot Mitzvah movie we watched, and it wasn't that much different or that much worse to be like, wow, this one was great and that one was fine. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure. That one was a little bit cheesier. And anyway, yeah, there, this Margaret was better. Um, yeah. I also appreciated... Uh, I think we're just going to fully spoil this. Yeah, I mean, it's been out long enough. Yeah, it's Deal on it. stars. Go watch it. It's on stars. So maybe you can't watch it. I don't know. Um, I appreciated that it didn't do the massive explosion. Like the the plot changing catastrophic event that somebody has to come back from. And we all know it. For example, like the Bat Mitzvah movie, there was something like awful and like the kids had to come back from that well i don't think that happens in the book. right that's what i'm saying like in the book it, yeah it's just they've just followed the book and the book obviously doesn't have that either uh which i appreciated it was kind of like 
there was some drama. We're following a, a young woman, young girl going through life. And obviously there's drama, but it wasn't like this massive explosion of an event that altered her course. And like, she had to come back from it. And it was just kind of like, you know, certain things happen. Yeah. Sometimes she was sad. Sometimes she was happy. Um, Like this felt extremely realistic, which I think is the point. Yeah. And uh, it was so much about periods. (laughs) Well, I think that's actually the point of the book. Yeah. The book is about periods. Yeah. She just like really wants to get, grow boobs and get her period. I think that's what she mostly asks God about most of the time. But I like, that they incorporated like religion in this. I mean, obviously like they do that in the book as well, but yeah, I like that. It was, I don't know how to explain it, but like, I think they balanced it very well of making this like a coming of age story, but also incorporating religion and then making this like a family story as well. I don't know. I, I just, I really enjoyed it. I think it was great. Yeah. So the book came out in 1970 and I assume though, I don't know, that maybe it was pretty controversial. No, it was banned. It was banned in yeah. a lot of places. And I think it's still banned. Like, I think it's banned in Florida. Whoa. Yeah. Like, uh, this this book is like our Judy Bloom in general. Yeah. Because she's pretty open, obviously, just about female anatomy, which is totally normal and shouldn't be an issue. But especially in the 70s, probably was. Um, and uh, And even, like, young girls, they didn't shy away from it at all. These girls, I think were pretty age appropriate. Yeah. I'm like, uh, what we were watching Goosebumps. And the first thing I said was like, that person is 30 years old (laughs) and they're playing high school people, which is, you know, that's common. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. But it is also interesting to see girls that are definitely young. Well, the girl playing Margaret, I think was 14 at the time of filming this. She is 15 now and probably even older, but yeah. Yeah. So, which I think, and if you were to tell me she was 12, I would have believed it. You know, some of her friends look younger than her. Yeah. And some of them look a little older. Yeah, one of them was a little bit older. Um, but in general, I think they were, yeah, they were all super age appropriate. And they weren't annoying except for the one girl who was supposed to be annoying. Yeah, even she wasn't so annoying. Yeah, like she I think was she like was redeemable. doing what she was supposed to do. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't, they didn't do any mega cliches. Yeah. Like even like the the bully, and I'm doing quote fingers, wasn't a bully. She was just like a little bit domineering. Yeah. Which I feel like is pretty normal in a group of friends. Like there's somebody, especially at that age, that might kind of steer the ship. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. And like, uh, yeah, kind of everything felt really realistic, uh, except for the thing that Irma pointed out. And maybe I'm offended by it, but she said that Benny Softy and Rachel McAdams was the <laughs> biggest mismatch ever. It is. And I it said, is. but he's so charming. And he's got like a little je ne sais quoi, no? He does. He does. He does. He's funny. Like when he pulled up the the the, the camper chair and set that in the, oh, the living God, room, I thought that was so cute. And like, yeah, like I, I, their relationship was believable, but they're also really good actors. Yeah, so. And their little look when she showed her crush on Moose mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, they did yeah. like the little look of like, oh my God, um, I'm really impressed by Betty Softy. Yeah, he must have been a fan of the book. Yeah, or he just got a nice Hollywood gig and said, okay. Yeah. They needed a guy that looked very Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, yeah, I could definitely do that. Um, uh, He, like, coming out of good time, where he played a mentally challenged person, uh, A, I thought maybe of the brothers, like, he actually had issues 
and they made a movie <laughs> like he was so convincing. And then he played like what that guy was Russian in Oppenheimer. He was like, yeah, he was doing true, a crazy true, true. accent. Yeah, now he's doing like a that. fun loving dad, like kind of an Adam, yeah. not Adam Sandler, because Adam Sandler goes way goofier, but just like a classic fun loving dad thing. Like he's and he's making like the most tense movies. Yeah. Uncut Gems. Oof, and now no, whatever is coming out with uh, Emma Stone and, and Nathan Fielder. I'm not even watching. I am. I'm not looking at one thing about that show. That's how excited I am for it. It's getting a 10 on the Excitometer. I just every. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for that. Keep it in your pants. I don't honey. even I don't even know what it's about at all. And I refuse to find out but I'm so excited for the curse. So it's about... No, no, no. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I really, I enjoyed, I want to say I really, really liked this. Uh, but no, I did. It was just like, it didn't do anything that annoyed me. It wasn't boring. It was very pleasant to watch. And if, it gave me a slice of life. A slice of life. And yeah, and what do you think for? about Kathy Bates playing the grandmother? I thought she, she was, was great. amazing. Yeah, she, she was so was really delightful. Good. And it was just like, yeah, her relationship with uh, Margaret felt super realistic. I mean, it was just so sweet. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. Honestly, if you're looking for something to watch that's like a feel-good movie, definitely watch this. Though we were saying that this made us feel slightly uncomfortable because that like you're not sexualizing by any means these younger kids, but they are like talking about each other in a certain way, and it's like. Yeah. Oh, it is no. like 11, 12 year old girls talking about growing boobs and getting their periods so they yeah. can like crush on boys better. Yeah. Which is totally fine. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Made me feel a little weird. Yeah, as a 36 year old <laughs> yeah. man watching this. Yeah, definitely. No, but it was great. What else? That's it? That's it. That's it. We talked about it all, people. We'll Talk. be back with the excitometer, I guess. Yeah, well, we're I... also seeing Killers of the Flower Moon on Friday, so I don't know when we'll talk about that, but... Maybe we'll do a special call-in. <laughs> no, we won't. I can't. I can't. Although I Unless guess we could on Unless you take my Saturday. computer with you. No. How am I going to do that? Then you can't work for a week? Yeah, I know. It was a joke. Oh, goofs. Uh, maybe next Saturday. Uh, but yeah, there won't be anything next week. We are seeing Killers of the Flower Moon, but you'll have to wait for our reaction Unless I tweet about it, follow me on Twitter. Talk intent. No G. Uh, yeah, and then we'll have the excitometer is right after Halloween, obviously. Uh, and November. November's got a lot going on. Oh, well, speaking of Halloween, I don't know if anyone checked out our Instagram. Well, yeah, we did fun television uh, themed costumes. Costumes. For this murder mystery dinner, which was awful. Yeah. <laughs> Some people but, had some great costumes. The It's bad when the audience costumes are significantly better <laughs> than the cast. Yeah, costumes. well, they were very specific. Some of them was re some of them were really good. Some they people were, went like all out. There was a Beetlejuice but that was excellent. People loved you and Connor. I know. I know it was so strange. And like you guys were in the simplest costumes. Yeah. I don't understand. I think you see any two people wearing the exact same thing. And you just like you're just curious because it wasn't obvious at all. You know, it wasn't like remember that one time we went to the Halloween party and it was the two girls from The Shining. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were obviously they were dressed exactly the same, but it was obviously the two girls from The Shining. Yeah. Uh, but this like nobody knew what we were, which is fair because we were playing. We were the facts. 
from one episode of the second season of The Bear. I know. And I loved every time you said that. You're like, have you seen The Bear? Yeah. Everyone said no. Yeah. And no, they were like, maybe well. Maybe one person said yes. Yeah. Everybody that asked, like, I got to ask, what are you guys? And I would open up with, well, have you seen The Bear? It's the best show on television. And they mostly said no. And if they said yes, I said, have you seen season two, episode six? <laughs> And then like, at that point, they were kind of just like, I don't know what's happening anymore. And <laughs> yeah. Just said, oh, OK, and walked away. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we got uh, so many questions. And Irma was Selena Gomez done so well. From one, Only Murders in the Building. Yeah. And I only got one. Oh, my God. I knew exactly who you were immediately. And that was it. Yeah. the, fir- the That first guy, and he even said, like, you look like her, too, which I think is true, especially with all of the. the is it because I'm Hispanic? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you have like similar structure of your face a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought you did a fantastic job. That that costume should have gotten more praise, but also we didn't talk to anybody. Yeah, I feel no. like maybe at an actual Halloween party where like, like we were more, around people. Yeah, and it wasn't would, like folding tables and yeah. folding chairs. And- Listen, it was, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was not the best production. <laughs> we had fun, though. <laughs> yeah. It was the Wolfman. Spoiler alert, it was the wolf man. Yeah, because of his hair. Hair dryer. Yeah. It was like, okay, let's just talk about it. I don't know who's still listening. Um, It was an interesting concept, which I actually liked when they twisted it. At first, it was like a monster mash of all like universal monsters, Dracula, Frankenstein, the wolf man, some witch, uh, whatever, were like at a birthday party for the wolf man. Uh, and somebody dies. But then they flip it that like they're in a stage troupe playing these characters and one of the actors actually died which i thought was interesting because like the the monster characters get kind of boring really fast like we've seen all that done so many times and like unless it's really good it's boring but like interesting twist but the writing was just so bad sorry lady if you're listening to this but uh it was really bad. It made me want to write a murder mystery because I feel like I could do it so much better. Yeah, it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, it didn't, the answer didn't make any sense. And they, they only gave like one clue and the clue was the answer. Yeah, it was so bizarre. Yeah. Really I wasn't was. even listening that intently when I realized that like, okay, this is not up to par. Uh, but the friend that we were with uh, just called it out. He, was, he wasn't 100% right, but he was definitely close enough. Uh, and he just, he was like, yeah, it, it's this thing. It's like, yeah, it was. It, it was slightly different, but. Well, he was taking notes. Yeah, he was taking notes. Nerd. <laughs> Kid's a nerd. I know Hi. he's listening. Let's see if he listens all the way through to the end. Yeah. If you're listening, message me that you just heard this part. Okay. Now you're being creative. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you to John Walsh for our intro and outro music and Craig for the production assistance. Subscribe, please. If this is your first time listening to us thank you very much for listening for that whole time about us talking about a bad murder mystery party um hey tent is tent tent is tent true that was definitely tent uh follow us on all the social medias uh leave a review if you want and uh if we don't record and put something out before have a very happy halloween stay safe stay happy if you got kids dress them up cute Show them, show pictures of them to us. 
Yeah, feel free to if you if you dress them up or as Selena Gomez yeah. and only Mers in the building, please tag me. Yeah, send <laughs> and Selena Gomez. Send any tent related costumes yeah. to Talking Tents Instagram. Tag us on it. That'd be great. Yeah. We love tent. We love costumes. And that's it. From our living room to yours. What do you want to watch? 